Welcome to the show. It's your boy, Lewis. And it's your boy, Gibby. What's up, guys? How y'all doing today? I'm good, man. The Habs are looking pretty good, Gibby. Yeah, we are uh, very good right now. First in the in the conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Um, today, we're going to talk about current events, Habs news. Should the, ad- the Habs add to the team? Or let the young guys play. Uh, we're going to talk about hidden flaws, if there are any. The boys, uh, that's us, are going to give out some uh, wake-up calls. And we're going to do some around-the-league talk and all the usual shenanigans. Lizzie was s- scheduled to be on the show today, but she couldn't make it. Uh, do you know why, Gibby? Uh, she's uh, going to the game. Yeah, so Buffalo. she's going to the game in Buffalo. And she, uh, obviously, every single time... You go to Buffalo, you, you need to go there early and enjoy all that the city has to offer. 100%. And, and anybody who's been there would agree with me. It's just such a beautiful city. <laughs> so hopefully uh, Lizzie has a great time at the game and uh, she brings us some good vibes and some good luck. Yeah. Um, so before we get into the show, naturally, uh, we got to get into our sponsors. <laughs> What if you could listen to what the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time was listening to as he gets focused for the biggest race of his life? What if you could hear what your favorite athlete was listening to while he was warming up catching balls in the end zone, or what that snowboarder was listening to while they were flying 150 feet through the air? What if you could listen to whatever anyone was listening to at the same point in time as them? What if I told you? Now you can. Sunspot app. Gibby, tell them about it. Sunspot, connecting people with creators. Create a playlist, add tracks, share the link, listen to music at the exact same time as your friends. A silent disco for the World Wide Web. No ads, no fees, all yours. Sync, stream, share. And uh, we are going to have Bruce Richardson, who is the creator and founder of the Sunspot app. And he's got some big changes coming to the app. So download the app. Download the Sunspot app. He's going to tell us all about the changes soon when he comes on the show. And also, we're going to have a Have a Listen uh, podcast uh, page or room on the app where, yeah. where people can actually download it and listen to it on the go and listen to the, the podcast in there for the non-Apple users. Yes. All right, so um, you know what time it is now? It's time uh, for what has happened since we've been gone. So Roman Reigns announced his leukemia has returned on Monday Night Raw, and he had to relinquish the title. Yeah. Pretty very, very sad news. Yeah, you, people forget that uh, all these athletes and entertainers, they're humans. And yeah, it's it's kind of sad because when he first came out, I don't know if you saw the full th- clip when he first came out there. I don't know why, but they always boo him. Yeah, he's one of like those villains. Yeah, and, so know. they booed him and they're like, oh, boo. And then when he came out, he's like, listen, I'm not here as Roman Rain- Reigns. I'm here as Joe. Insert his last name. I don't remember it. It's a Hawaiian last name. Um, and he says, I have leukemia. I have, I've had leukemia for 11 years. It was pretty sad. And uh, once like, Everybody in the audience kind of set in like, oh, this is real. Um, they were all shocked. So, yeah, like, it's tough. I mean, hopefully I wish him the best. Yeah, no, and... And a full recovery. You know, and I was still seeing some people online who can't separate the character from the the man. Yeah. And for those people, like, you guys are a bunch of bozos. Like, you have to understand, this is entertainment. He came out there being serious talking to the fans. I know that he's in character a lot and 
fans have grown to hate him while he's in character, but this was the man coming out there to talk. So those fans out there who still booed him or who still bashed him on social media, shame on you. Shame on you. But I pray for his uh, speedy recovery. Yeah. Um, so the UFC is making a trade. They're trading flyweight Demetrius Johnson to one fighting championship for undefeated welterweight Ben Askren. Are there any um, future considerations, <laughs> any draft picks going either way? I don't know. I don't know. But it's pretty weird. I've never seen this. Like the, the headline is they're making a trade. So they're actually trading the contracts. Yeah, they're swapping. So this guy, Ben Askren, allegedly is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, he's so welterweight. So he yeah. would be fighting. Who's I the welterweight champ Woodley? right now? Is it Woodley? It Woodley. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. Uh I think uh, Demetrius Johnson has done what he can do now. Lost his title. I think he's he's. They've had a rocky relationship, him and Dana White. Yeah, he's not a big draw, so maybe this will work out for both. Um, Lionel Messi is out of El Clasico with an arm fracture. So no Ronaldo, no Messi equals what? <laughs> equals no Clasico. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even worth watching anymore. Yeah, no. The Gareth Bale show, right? Yeah, Real, I think Real Madrid's only like in like fifth. Yeah, they, they're really missing Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, rumors of Conor McGregor versus Anderson Silva. That's interesting. Considering Anderson Silva's like 37. And that'd be an interesting battle. <laughs> I think Conor McGregor just needs a win. Yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to pull an old dog out of the hat and, and let him fight him so he can get back into the winning column. He Man, I don't think Connor, he can he can't fight anybody competitive Connor will for his get next money. fight. Connor does it doesn't matter. Connor gets paid. He's gotta win his next fight though, because if he doesn't win his next fight, he's not gonna sell anymore. People are gonna stop buying what he's selling. So he has to win. And uh and a rematch right away against Habib, I don't think it's a good idea. I think he needs to go out there and fight somebody else. But that's a risk, man. Speaking of Habib, did you see uh, him and uh, Mayweather are saying next yeah. year there's going to be a bout between them two? I'm not interested. Habib is not that great of a boxer. I'm yeah, not interested in seeing them in the so boxing either. ring. Um, so Justin Tucker, the kicker for uh, Baltimore Ravens, he missed his first ever point after attempt. And, man, the first ever to miss it, and it was a game-winning field goal. or Game-deciding. Yeah, game-deciding. So they lose it, and that was his first ever. Yeah, I remember Sucks. when I first missed my first uh, <laughs> field goal. It wasn't yeah. fun. It wasn't yeah, fun. It was his first Heartbreaking. attempt and his last attempt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> he got benched. So when I... High school football, yeah, you're like, high school sorry, football, go fill hi- up the cooler. Yeah. In high, sc- <laughs> in high school football... I actually tried to be the kicker, okay? Did you? It's <laughs> tough, man. It was tough. I couldn't get the ball, like, high enough to... Like, I'd get the, the distance, but not the height. I thought about it, actually, the other day. I said, what if I trained for, like, a couple <laughs> years, like, just on kicking, and then went and tried out for an NFL team? Yeah, why not? You never know. I'm going to... Actually, that's not a bad That's idea. probably the one position that I could train for and maybe get a tryout. Man, I'd eat CFL. So Even the CFL. Yeah, but you'd make, like, 40 bucks in the CFL. <laughs> <laughs> 40 bucks an hour? No, a man, game. 40 bucks a game. Oh, man, come on. Uh, Amari Cooper traded from Oakland to the Cowboys for a first-round pick. Steep price, but... Very steep. They need uh, the player to stretch out the field for Dak. I, tweet, I tweeted this to you when it happened. I said, now both teams are going to suck for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But then again, no, because Oakland getting two first-round picks now, that's going to be huge for them. I think they have three in the next two years. So that's that's big for them. Well, four or whatever. I don't remember the number, but whatever. Speaking of the Oakland Raiders, Derek Carr could miss week eight with a fractured <laughs> relationship with his teammates. Oh, <laughs> he has a guy. fractured relationship with his teammates. So allegedly, they say he got sacked and was crying, and the, the guys lost respect for him in the room. So he was crying, so they're like, yo... F that dude. He's <laughs> crying because he got sacked. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr, man. Poor guy. <laughs> he needs a change of scenery, too, man. <laughs> Things that Coach Gruden, man. I don't know what happened, bud. You know, first you guys get rid of Khalil Mack. Now Amari Cooper. Now Derek Carr is crying after <laughs> he gets sacked. Everything's What's going next? downhill. 
That's I terrible. bet you he misses that TV booth. <laughs> yeah. Coach Gruden misses that. Um, the De- the Denver Broncos uh, waived uh, quarterback Chad Kelly after the criminal charge. Did you hear the story? I don't know what exactly happened, but so, I heard he got charged with something. Yeah, so allegedly he was like in a cowboy. He's like in his underwear and a cowboy hat on somebody's property. So he did heavy edibles. <laughs> and then cops came, ended up in the person's living room mumbling on the couch. He was making a mumble rap song. <laughs> and uh, he's making yeah, a music video. So he's done. And, uh, you know, he's actually Jim Kelly's nephew. Really? Yeah, the great Jim Kelly. So Definitely n- That's not taking after his favorite uncle. nephew now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Jim Kelly does not want his name on that. Um, the Raptors. The Raptors are 3-0 and to start the season. But the real story here is Kyle Lowry still does his pregame handshake, the one he used to do with DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> Except DeMar DeRozan is no longer on the team. How do you feel about that? Dude, that's so weird. <laughs> like, that's... Like, give it up, man. Yeah, right? Like, the bromance is done. It, like, it is. All I got to say to that is... Get that garbage out of here! Come on, DeMar. Get that garbage out of here. Seriously, that's Dude, trash. Dude, like, get over it, man. Did you see, like, the... Pre- like, you're, you're, your invisible friend no longer plays for the team. Move on. Yeah, Make not, a new handshake with not, people who are actually on your team. Yeah, you're not a three-year-old kid with an imaginary friend. Like, yeah, like, grow dude. Up. Did you see, like, the opening, uh, like, when they first did their, like, home opener and they were, like, all, like, laying on the ground and Lori came in and, like, gave everybody a high five and then Kaiwi was in the back or Kawhi was in the back just like, yeah, what's up, guys? I'm only here. <laughs> it was so I felt so bad for him. Everybody was he's on the so ground. He's so awkward, though. Yeah, he's an awkward dude. He's really Have you not awkward. heard his laugh yet. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't put that in the, yeah, the soundboard today, but I did put this. Get that garbage! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Bob Cole, man, did his final game in Ottawa this past Saturday, and they paid uh, tribute to him. What a legend! Yeah, he's a legend. I'm how did gonna he, miss him? How did he pronounce Kotkaniemi again? Kokanio. 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 <laughs> I can't do a Bob call. Coconut. Oh, yeah, baby. It's. <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. No. Um, Peter Laviolette conducted a post game interview wearing a bull's head after losing a bet to his team. The bet was to, for them to win the first two games of the road trip, and Nashville did it. Nice. Pretty cool. Why would he bet against his own team? Well, no, he's betting that, hey, if you guys can can win this, I'm going to yeah. all do that. So, and okay. they, they came out and won. And I think more coaches should do stuff like that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Jay Bomeister was a healthy scratch for the first time in his career. Dude, this guy has played over 1,100 games in the NHL, first time being a healthy scratch. Should he feel bad about it or just be proud that he went that long without being a healthy scratch? Yeah, be proud. I think you got to be proud. 1,100 games in the NHL, this is the first time you are a healthy scratch? Yeah, Carl Alsner didn't get that milestone yet, (laughs) and he won't. Unfortunately, No. You know, they ruined his Iron Man He'll streak. probably have 1,100 games of a, have, as a healthy scratch more. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury got his 408th win and took sole possession of the 10th uh, spot on the NHL's all-time wins list. Yeah, he's good. He's a good, good goalie. The flower. The he's flower, the flower. La fleur de lis. <laughs> yes. Not quite that flower, but... Yeah, yes. whatever. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Braden Holby the other day was at a game. He threw a puck over the glass for little kids, but some older kid just snagged it. And uh, Holby just gave him the death stare. And the kid <laughs> was just enjoying the puck and never gave it back. Whatever. Like, that's ruthless, man. No, if you're not that's first, ruthless. you're last. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> that's ruthless. Grab the puck. I'm going to be that guy. I'm always that guy. Like, if, I, if there's kids beside me and I get something, like, from the cannon or whatever. Remember, uh, you weren't with us, but when I was at the Habs game, we were up, up top. And I, I got, I oh, ended up yeah. winning a jersey. I ended up winning a uh, beer. I ended up winning a whole bunch of stuff. I didn't give the beer to the kids, though. You know, I'm just kidding. Come on. <laughs> that, I, don't, that's I, don't promote, I don't promote that's underage drinking. and underage drinking. <laughs> but on. I did give. I got a jersey. It was, like, some Tim Hortons or whatever. Yeah. Molson jersey practice jersey and i ended up giving it to the kid beside me what a gentleman and that's the right thing to do what a gentleman that is the right thing to do i'm sorry i'm keeping and it. that guy who who stole the puck from the kid shame on you what size is this the shirt large it was big doesn't that fit kid's kid, not gonna fit, yeah that kid's not gonna fit into that for a while but still it's still uh, a memorable moment he'll remember that drunk habs fan <laughs> who kept yelling all game 
It's not so bad after all. Yeah. Um, Paul Correa, man, had his jersey retired by the Anaheim Ducks. Love that guy. Me too. I, I was a big fan of his. Unfortunately, concussions led to... Got the best uh, of him. Yeah, got the best of him. Small guy like that back in the day. If yeah. Paul Correa played in today's NHL, oh, yeah. man, he would be... Tear it up. Yeah, he would tear it up. Um, Alex Tuck signed the an extension in Vegas. Seven years at $4.75 million AAV. What do you think of Alex Tuck? Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Might uh, In the long run, that might pay off. It's a lower, lower deal. What's lower his, deal? What's his stats here? I don't even know what his stats are, to be honest. I, I'm pretty sure he had a really good season last season, and they see something in this guy. Yeah. So good for him, I guess. Yeah. Am I right? Are you looking up his stats, or can I move on? No, I'm, I'm going to look up his stats. All right, man. You got. I gotta uh, get the Jeopardy sound. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you got 37 points last year. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's about it. Nothing, yeah. I guess. So 4.75 million. Yeah, that might pay off in the long run. I might, guess. Might be a terrible. Oh, whatever. It's only 4.75. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, nah, it's just chump change. Um, yeah. Made Brian Boyle, man. This is a feel good story. Brian Boyle's yeah. cancer is in re- remission. So, yeah. congrats to him. Yeah, and good for him. I man. wish him health too. Stand up, solid guy. Yeah. Um, time now for some Habs news. The Montreal Canadiens sellout streak comes to an end at 583 games last Monday versus Detroit, man. What's wow. going on? What happened? What's going on? How many? Are people not buying in? Are they still mad at Mark Bergevin? What's Probably. going on, man? I have no idea. I'm not a business guy. I don't know how that works. That's a crazy. Uh, that's a crazy streak. Streak. That's like. Yeah, okay. it's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. It is a lot of games, but you know, whatever. We'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. Um, Thomas Plakanich is out with a lower back injury. Yeah. Is he though? Yeah, man. He's old. We spoke about this last year, man. I just feel like it's really convenient. Sometimes when guys go down, yeah, end of the season, ah, Max Pacioretty's injured. You know, like we just want to suck and get the best pick, and you know, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I feel well, like it's these not guys, these guys are playing with the system. It's not working because guess what? We're doing well. Sure, um, <laughs> Kotkaniemi, man, has played seven games in the NHL. He's only two away from burning his first year on his entry level deal. Is it going to happen? Well, no. Doesn't he have... He has He has two more. And then what, if he plays the 10th, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, no, I think it's eight or nine. Eight or nine. Uh, I think it's eight. So I think you only have he's nine. He's got one more. No, or he's got one more, I think. I think it's nine, but if whatever. If you play more than eight. Okay. So I guess it would be your ninth. So if he plays that ninth game, there goes the first year. Gone. Now, I know the 40-game mark is where it gets a little bit. Then it affects the RFA status. Yeah. So he becomes a uh, unrestricted free agent sooner. I think at this point, the way the kid is playing, I don't care about it. Just let the kid play. That's my prediction for it. Um, Carey Price. Yeah. Carey Price tied Patrick Waugh for... Uh, and all-time wins with 289 wins. Yeah. What do you think? I love it. I love it. Um, Carey Price. I don't remember what was the number that we can we can that he needs to pass to be the all-time. I, I think it's like he needs like another like 25 wins or 30 wins to beat uh, Jacques Plante, right? Yeah, I think it was a little bit more. I think it was like around like 40, but whatever. Um, yeah, he's gonna have to have a really good season, I think, to beat him. But but he's got so many. He's, he's got, got lots of years. It's lots of years. He'll, he'll, if he stays as a hab, he will pass Jean Plante. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's uh, time to move on. Time to get into the show. Today's song of the day is the Eagles' "Take It to the Limit." All right. All right. 
Now, the Habs, they're off to a pretty good start. Hence the song. Can, should the Habs take it to the limit one more time? Should this team try and add a significant piece? Or should they let the young guys play? Now, this topic was tr- uh, triggered by Gibby this week, who said, hey, what do you guys think about trading Victor Mete and another piece for a top six or a top four defenseman? So, Gibby, explain yourself. What okay, do you think the Habs should do? Okay, you the it, it got misunderstood through text. Okay, I wasn't saying we should one hundred percent do it. It was like more like a like a like a hypothetical. Like, what do you guys think? Wait, I, like, I what do you guys th- think about meatloaf for dinner tonight? Like yeah, something like that. Just something like that. <laughs> just seeing, just getting the 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 creative juices flowing. Uh, no, Gibby, nobody wants meatloaf. Um, nobody no, makes meatloaf anymore. Whatever, man. <laughs> so, what do you think? I I, I think. I okay. I think personally, listen. There's guys like Sherback that are not that haven't even touched the ice. There's guys that like Mete that have been in and out of the lineup. I think at the moment we don't need to make the deal, but I'm looking at it more like this: Why keep a guy like Sherback in the press box, doing nothing, getting no experience up there? May as well trade him because the longer he doesn't play, the worse it is for his development. The worse his value is. So that's why I'm saying guys like Mete and Sherback who are in and out of the lineup and the Brink guys, you package them since they are young, get some value for them. I think it's a good idea. Now, I'm completely okay with riding out the hot streak because, of course, we look great and we're playing great. But I'm just worried guys may be hindered in their development if they're out of the lineup for so long. So may as well try and acquire a need, which we all know a need is a top four defenseman. Left, left-handed, left-handed right. defenseman, um, and that'll help our future out. Like, I'm not saying we're gonna go grab like uh, a guy that's aging. But the problem is, is we made so many trades for these left-handed kind of guys who have. You're not gonna get a top four guy for those guys who are sitting in the press box. No, you're not. But I'm saying you're gonna you have to. Them. You're gonna have to give up some picks. You're gonna have to give up yes. some prospects. You're gonna have to give up some of the future to do it. And I don't think that's the right path. So you're saying a left-handed defenseman that's like 24, 25, that's I'm saying you got Mike Riley, you got Victor Mete, you got Olaf Gustafsson, you got... See, that's where, that's you, where got you and all, I... No, but you got these guys, young yeah. guys, let them marinate, you know? See, I don't, I don't think Victor Mete is going to be a top four guy in our... In our well, in we league. don't know that yet. Remember, no, defensemen that, from take a personal, From a personal opinion, he's I don't think small, so. He's small, he still have to gain some size, yeah. he's got the mobility, he could end up being a top four. I'm not ruling that out yet. This guy cracked the NHL at a pretty young age. He's still a young guy. He's still filling out. Yeah, he's turned heads. You know? He's definitely... He's not off to a great start. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not giving up on him yet. I know a lot of people don't think he'll get there. Even if he's a bottom pair, fine. But Mike Riley is really making the case to become a top four left-handed defenseman. Yeah, 100%. But who's going to be our second... No, I know. Maybe eventually down the line, that's something we're going to need. Yeah. We don't know that yet. Yeah. All right. I think right and, now... Hey, we have Kulak. Or Kulak. Kulak, Kulak, as Kulak well. is a guy. Olofsson. Uh, we have guys. It was just a hypothetical. I just wanted to get some conversation going. Right. And I think, I think though, you let the young guys play. Yeah. No big trades. Nothing right now. Okay. I think the one thing, though, there has been a lot of discussion about veterans playing over the youngsters, and I don't think that should happen. Um, you know, And people are saying, oh, the Habs are doing what they always do. They think they have a chance at the playoffs, so now they start favoring vets over youngsters, and then they're going to make stupid trades and end up down the same path. Well, like who? Like, I see that on Twitter. I see people no, but, saying that stuff. I hear it on the radio. The proof is in the pudding. Where do you see that? You have all well, the young kids got, playing. You guys, guys like Shaw getting a chance. You got Alsner coming in the other day. You know, you got the coming in. You got to put. Um, you got to put Alsner in once every like six okay, games. Okay. The way I see it, though, this is what I see. I see. I want the young guys to play. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, too, you have to play the best guys, the guys who are working hard in practice, the guys who give you the best chance of winning. I don't agree with playing veterans over rookies or vice versa, playing the youngsters over veterans. You play the guys who've earned it and give you a chance to win. That's the NHL. All these guys made the team. Right? Yeah. So they're all on the team now. You can't just favor one over the other. It's whoever's earning it. Okay. JDLR was one step Right, it was step one. I could swallow that. Okay, listen, I could swallow that, and 
But if in the future, young guys start getting pushed out over veterans, like you're saying, trade these young guys to get a piece and keep guys like Shaw, Placanich, and these other guys, I don't think that's the right path. Yeah. Okay? We, yes, you always want to get better, but right now we cannot sacrifice the future to do it. We can't. No. We're in a different path. You, you ride these guys out. You let them play. They're playing well. These guys are developing. Let them play. Don't trade any more of these young guys. If anything, you got to trade veterans. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they need to really think about the next moves and, and make sure that it's going to be the right thing for years to come, not just this season. You know, I think I think so far they haven't done anything wrong. I think this is all speculation. People are just saying things. We don't know what the next move is. We got to see that. But I hope that they think think hard about that next move. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. Okay, fair enough. Right. Um. So, you know, obviously the Habs are off to a fantastic start. We know that. It's been great. I mean, hey, optimism levels are rising. But it hasn't been all sunshine and lollipops. There's some bad things. So what bad habits have you picked picked up on so far this season? I'd like to just say that everybody in Habsland is talking positive. Tony Marinero is even talking positive. I know. See, but that's one thing that bothers me is how... You can go so Flip far. A switch. Yeah, it's too much. I mean, they, they never know how to be, play the middle sometimes. Yeah. It's good to be happy, of course, but you don't want to count happy your chickens before they crappy. hatch, right? What makes you feel happy? What makes you feel crappy? crappy. Yeah. Um, no, I don't get it. count your chickens before they hatch, Gibby. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because they might just end up oak, yolk, 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 yolk. <laughs> so, yeah, there's so, got to be some bad habits. Bad habits. Mm. I can't really think of like anything like like a major a major habit that will affect us in the long run. But what really comes to mind for sure, and we actually saw it in the like we saw it full blown in the OT loss to Ottawa. I feel like we're taking too many careless shots just for the sake of getting shots on net. And I get it. More shots you pepper. You're gonna score. You don't. You don't score the shots you don't take. Is that what? Yeah. The, is that what the term is? I don't. It's. I probably you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like we miss the net, and it sometimes causes an odd man break. And we saw that in well, Ottawa. They, you know, they say Wayne Gretzky took like how many shots, right? Yeah. And look how many goals he scored. Mm. But I agree with you, though. Yes, I think that you have to kind of. Some players need to shoot more, and some players need to shoot less. That's yeah. the problem. The guys who should shoot more are making passes. The guys who should shoot less, they're shooting yeah. and missing the net completely. Yeah. Um, and I feel like so. I feel like that in taking. I think we should be taking more quality shots over quantitative shots. Yeah. Um, as well as I feel like we, they they kind of proved me wrong yesterday. Well. They showed my point, my bad habit. They proved it wrong, I guess, because what I'm about to say, they did the opposite. I feel like we're holding on to the puck a bit too long in the offensive zone. We're not cycling the puck enough, which kind of goes to the last habit. The reason why we may be missing the shots is because the cycle isn't fast enough. Creating sp- in with When you're cycling the puck fast, you're creating more space. So we're because we're not creating the space, we're forcing the shots and with forcing the shots, the accuracy of the shot isn't going to be as accurate as it would be with a well-timed and controlled shot. I think the solution to these two habits is exactly what we saw yesterday. Yeah. Um, they're cycling the puck more. The shots are more quality. They're more in the danger areas. They're more from the slot or lower. Um, yeah, they created some really yeah, good great opportunities. Was, Buddy I, stood on his head. That game should have been like 5 nothing. Yeah, I believe it was Petrie gave a backdoor pass to Gallagher. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just, you need to, you need to have those. Kotkaniemi put one right on Armia stick. Like, yeah, like you got to score like, that. Uh, like, inches away from the goalie. You got to <laughs> score that. You got to bury that, right? Yeah, and then I think someone else gave Domi a sauce and it was a nice pass and he hit, like, the post and... It was a good game. That was a that's Riddich, a game. Listen, Riddich stood on his head. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was a really good game. I really, I really took a lot from that game. It was that how we played in the offensive zone that game is how I want them to play consistently because you will get a lot of wins like that. Yeah, because our high powered, like intense offense with the cycling, 
you like you will be successful. Yeah, and and m- the bad habits that I picked up on are one is an individual one with Carey Price. Mm-hmm. I th- I find him cheating a little bit. I find him reacting before the shot comes. I I I think a goalie like Carey Price, a calm, cool, collective goalie. I think he's still adjusting to the new speed of the game. It's it's sped up so much. I think he's still adjusting to it. And another thing that I've noticed with him is the poke check. I think he's using it too much. And I don't know if it's a direct effect of last season's poor play in front of the net. You know, the lack of defensemen clearing the crease. So he's thinking that he has to do it himself again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's what it is. But I, I, an example of, of it was Saturday. Look at Saturday against the Sens when Buddy scored that goal on him. Um, that goal right there... He, instead of hugging his post, okay, cheating. he was cheating. He was geared up for a poke check. And as he's doing that, he, he's leaving his shoulder open, but he banks it up off his back into the net. Okay. Um, and another thing is, yes, yesterday was a great game. But again, this has kind of been a little bit of a pattern. The way they've closed out games recently, I felt like they're taking, a, you know, the pedal, taking the foot off the gas. Yeah, for a sure. A little bit too much. Um, I know it's it's hard to st- t- keep that pace for 60 minutes, but I feel like they need to adjust and find ways to sit back and protect the lead. Like I like coming out, getting out to a good start, getting the lead, but now they need to learn how to finish off games mm-hmm. and not have let the other team kind of crawl back in. Yes, yeah. s- play more of a balanced game to the end and protect the lead late in games. That's one bad habit I'd like to see them kind of adjust. And that comes with uh, having a lot of youth on the team, right? They're going to they're gonna have mistakes a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's hard to play that pace yeah. for, for 60 minutes. They've done it this season. I've, I've seen it happen. Or yeah. even if they had like a bad end of the first, they'll come back in the second and have a beautiful second period. Yeah. I mean, at least the good thing is, is last year, this team couldn't put together one good period. You know yeah. what I mean? So at least now, if our problem is putting, like, not a lot of teams have good, a full good 60 minutes. It's not yeah. every night where it happens. But if you can find a way to get chances, suppress high danger chances against, get a lead, protect leads, or come back in a game, I mean, it's all part of the process. So. Mm-hmm. Those are adjustments they'll make along the way. I think right now they, they have the right formula to winning, to yeah. scoring and creating offense. Now it's can they find the right formula to protecting the, the, the leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, I mean, wake-up calls are in order. Why? Because wake-up calls are always in order. Gibby, who is getting a wake-up call from you? For me... All right. For me, <laughs> didn't expect that. For me, it's Andrew Shaw. Andrew Shaw needs a wake-up call here, Lewis. First two games, I, uh, I, was, I was shutting my mouth because bef- prior to that, I was talking a little bit of chance there. I was talking some ish about Andrew Shaw and how he need to go. <laughs> and then first two games, he had a goal and assist. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let this season ride out, and hopefully Shaw will uh, prove me wrong. Ever since then, pointless and honestly basically non-existent, basically a ghost. I'm at a point to bring in Sherback or Houdon. It's time to wake up and bring that Andrew Shaw everyone loved, that character guy that when we first acquired him. Now, we are paying him 3.5, I believe, a year to a guy. We're paying a guy, 3.5 mil, who is one concussion away from a career under. It's time to alter your game a little bit, get those points, ease up on the aggression while still being that pesty player that everybody loves. So, Mr. Andrew Shaw... I'm issuing you. I'm issuing you a full-blown wake-up call, bud. Wake up! Wake up! All right. I uh, take your uh, Andrew Shaw, and I double it with a Nikita Sherback. Oh, Nikita! Now I know you're looking at me like the guy hasn't played. Yeah. Right. But another thing to look at too is, listen, he hasn't made it into a game. I get it. But you have to put in, you got to keep in mind that he hasn't earned his spot. Mm -hmm. I know people blame the coaches for this stuff, but listen, they see this guy every day, okay? If if they feel like he's outplaying guys and showcasing his skill in practice, they'd give him a shot. But obviously that, that hasn't happened. You saw him in training camp. 
right? Mm-hmm. He saw him in training camp. He looked he looked terrible. He looked out of shape, not up to speed. And listen, I know now he's madly in love and he's recently engaged. He has a new puppy. Yes, I creep him sometimes on Instagram, okay? Keep up. Um, but, you know, Nikita, I have high hopes for the guy. I want to buy his jersey one day. I really do. I, I saw him as part of, of the, the future. So, Nikita, please wake up. You know, don't end up like 80% of our other first-round picks. Bud. Wake up, bud. Just just wake up. Sniff those salts. Couple taps on the shinies, huh? Tighten yeah. those graphs and, uh, you know, get, 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 get her going. Get her going, get, Matt. Get, get her going. Get her going. And to both of those guys, I, I want to play a, a little thing. And th- this should help get them going. All right, I'm here to make you a little pep talk. I know you didn't start well for you guys. And I will tell you the same thing that I tell myself before a big fight. All right, sometimes the stress take over, the pressure, the fan, the expectation and everything. It will feel like claustrophobic, you know? One thing you need to remember, basically, when you start playing hockey is because you love this. And remember that you do this because you love that. You're blessed. When you were young, you were dreaming of, be- of being sitting here, and now you're sit here. So be happy and enjoy the moment. Oh. All right. So, I mean, if I a, love GSP, <laughs> man. If a talk from GSP is not going to do it, I don't know what will. So, boys, wake up. You do this because you love that. <laughs> I love GSP. All right. Now it's time for the goat and the donkey of the week. What is that? <laughs> Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? The goat and the doggy of the week. All right. My goat of the week is actually the old goat. And it actually happened last night. His goat moment. Sidney Crosby in overtime with an absolutely beautiful goal. What makes this goal so goat was first off the goal itself. It was a little individual effort in the corner. Then he dangled a, the Eglinton, wow, an Edmonton, <laughs> the Edmonton D-man and puts a move on Talbot to freeze him and backhand Gino. It was beautiful. But the best part, in my opinion, about this was the fact that it's against Edmonton. Yeah, the against team, the new kid. The team with, with McDavid, who is the new generational player and the future goat of hockey. Crosby basically said, hey, little man, the old goat, I'm still kicking. I'm still around. Proved it last night in goat fashion. So for that, Sid the Kid is my goat of the week. And plus, I mean, a guy who who goes through a drive through in a Zamboni, that's pretty goat. <laughs> that's pretty goat. He is a goat. <laughs> Who's your um, goat? So my goat is Yassiel Puig. Who? Yassiel Puig. Okay. I All thought right. you said it with a lisp, like Yathiel. Yathiel Puig. I was no, about to kick no. you. No, what are you talking about? Okay, so Yathiel um, So earlier in the playoffs, he guaranteed a World Series victory, okay? He said, we're going to win it all. Okay, he hasn't achieved it yet. I get it. But when you hit a three-run shot in Game 7 of the ALCS to secure a berth in the World Series, backing up his talk, I mean... If that doesn't earn go to the week, I don't know what does. I know there's still a lot to accomplish here. He could end up a donkey at the end of this. <laughs> but right now, I'm giving him go of the week. He's backing up his talk. Stay tuned. They play again tonight. Didn't have a good game yesterday. But, hey, he got them to what he promised. So let's see if he can back it up now. <laughs> Who is your donkey of the week? Well, I got two donkeys. Well, not there's going to be there's two subjects in my donkey, my donkeyness. Rajon Rondo and <laughs> the NBA. Okay. Now, for those of you that don't know, there was an issue between the Houston Rockets and the LA Lakers last, uh, last week, this past week. Basically, a huge fight broke out. It happens, uh, I mean, it's competitive nature. Testosterone's flowing. Sometimes it gets the best of the men. I understand that. It's happening And again. women. And, and women. women. It's the best of people. Yeah, it gets the best. Well, no, of testosterone. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, there's testosterone adrenaline, in women, adrenaline. but yeah, whatever. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, that's Sorry. what steroids. I failed, um, that, I failed that class. But what really <laughs> bothers me is Rajon Rondo. Is it Rajon? Rajon? Rajon. Rajon Rondo spat in the face of Chris Paul. In my opinion, the most disrespectful thing you can ever do to anybody. Now, that's where the big fight broke out. So Rajon is a donkey for that. But the bigger issue that I have is the NBA suspended Chris Paul for two games after the incident. 
I get it. He was involved. Well, he stuck his finger in his face. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I get it. He was involved in a fight, but to suspend a guy for two games after getting spat on is ridiculous. How do you expect someone to react to getting spat on? Oh, you spat on me. Please, sir. May I have some more? No. Once <laughs> someone spits on you, all rules, gone. A fine would have been, would have been fine for Chris Paul. To suspend, to suspend him for basically defending his honor is just wrong. Um, if anybody spits in my face, all gloves are off. I'm, I'm giving. He's getting a. If I see a guy walking, down. if I see a guy smack walking down. with like a cane, I'm grabbing that cane and I'm wringing the guy's neck. I'm beating the crap out of the guy. But yeah, so for those reasons, NBA Rajon Rondo, you guys are the donkeys. All right, all right. I see that. I see that. I see that. I see that. Um, for me, it's Mike Vrabel. If you know who, if you don't know who Mike Vrabel is, he is the coach for the Tennessee Titans. Terrible. Titans. 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 Mikey boy, Michael, Mike. Your team is three and three. The division is up for grabs. You have no reason in the world to be this stupid. You decide to go for two and win the game instead of tie it and go to overtime. You run a terrible, unsuccessful play, and they lose the game by one point. Now they fall to three and four. Mm-hmm. And Houston now holds on to the division lead with a four and three record. Unnecessary stupidity. So for that, my friend, Mikey, Mike, Michael, eat hay. Hey. Hey. All right, uh, we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be right back. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brandon Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. At it again. Again. It's Lewis and Gibby and friends. Hey. Hey. All right. So it's time for some uh, quick thoughts. After four straight losses, the LA Kings held a closed door meeting. Now, Gibby, is this an effective way to smarten a team up? Or do you have some other tactics you would use in a losing streak? Um, I think it's, it's not, it's kind of like a, a stepping stone to what I would do. So I would sit everybody down. I'd tell them, I'd do the closed door meeting. Okay. <laughs> and then what I would do is I'm going to tell them, listen, everybody take it easy. Don't grip your sticks too much. Okay. Let's, let's relax. Losing happens. Okay. But after I'm going to get, I'm going to do, I'm going to do some, uh, some activities to get the guys loose again, mm-hmm. get them. To find their love for the game again. So taking everybody out to a nice dinner, get everybody refreshed for the, for, for the next game. Even have, you know, a little Dave and Buster's night. Hey, game the, night. With the squad. Anything, basically anything to help get their minds off the losing streak. Most, most tickets gets power play time. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Give it. Make a little competitive, uh, competitive thing. Hey. That's it. That's what I'm doing. Getting yeah, everybody loose. You know, I've just, for me, I never, these like player only meetings or these closed door meetings, I just... It's a tension grab. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that effective. Then again, maybe somebody will tweet me and say, "Man, you're dumb." Probably hey, gonna happen, or DM me or whatever. <clears throat> I don't know. You know, yeah. maybe take the guys out for a retreat. You know, a like retreat. you said, night out, retreat, paintballing. You know, group acti- activity, anything to to bond, get the team going. You know, mm-hmm. 
Another thing is watch a good hockey team. Yeah. All the boys out, bring them all in together, play a game of two good hockey teams. Mm-hmm. Teams that are really successful right now. Watch them. Watch them. Not just tape. I'm talking about watch the full game. Let the whole team watch and, and pick up on their patterns and things that they're doing to be successful. Yeah. That's something that I would do. I don't know if these closed-door meetings work. If uh, you have information on this, I mean, feel free to, to tweet us or DM us. Yes. Now, another quick thought. Uh, do you think that NHL teams implementing a dress code is, is right? Or do you think that the guy should be able to wear what they want to the rink? I like the dress code. Um, in high school, we always had the dress code for all sports teams. Listen... It's a business. You're going to your job, right? These hockey players are going to their job. They have to dress the part. They have to dress professional. I think a dress code is very, very chic, very GQ. Is that right? Very good. I like the idea. Got to dress sharp. But, like, what's wrong with a little, you know, sweat, you know, sweatshirts, a track suit? Like, come on, be comfortable. No, this isn't. Who wants to change from a suit into hockey gear? Everybody should. I don't think that that's you're going. You're com- going. I, I, you're well, I'm like not comfy with it. I'm not comfy with it. I don't know. I unless love they can make it, you know, suits. maybe a tracksuit that looks like a suit. Tracksuit suit. Would be, that would be the answer. A suit tracksuit. Tracksuit suit. So it looks like a suit, but really it's tracksuit material. We're onto something. Just zips down. Tracksuit suit. We're onto something. That we're gonna, is the answer. We're going to set a clothing. You heard it here first. <laughs> clothing line. Lewis and Gibby's clothing line. Have a have. listen. Sponsored by All Habs Tracksuit Suit. .net. Yes. <laughs> Yo, that's huge. All right. <laughs> that's huge. Okay, now uh, it's time for some Around the League talk. So the Edmonton Oilers, man, just to have a history, just a bad, brutal history of ruining first-round picks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Connor McDavid is a great player, but do you think that the Oilers are limiting his true capabilities? Okay, what's your definition of true capabilities? Like, because could he do better? Can he be better? I mean, he's not... He, of course he could do better. He's not playing with the best wingers in the league right now, okay? Right. So, I don't think that's... He's not... They're not limiting his true capabilities, per se. I think what he, they are limiting, limiting him to is failure with... Their team. Their team made playoffs that one year. They didn't make playoffs last year. And I don't see them making playoffs this year. I don't... I think they're a, f- a D-man away. They're yeah, trying. Like they need to trade us. They're trying. Ryan Nugent Hopkins for, oh, for Jordy Ben and Carl Alter. with I want Ryan R-N-H. Nugent Hopkins. I want R&H. We don't need him. I want him. Okay, so give him a call and say <laughs> I want you or something. I Man, don't know. he would be so good on our team. No, he wouldn't. Yes! So I don't think they're limiting his true capabilities. I think what they're limiting is to show his like his next level greatness in playoffs. That clutch captain clutch guy, you give him that title, that captain clutch. Um now if he were on a team with a lot of firepower like Tampa, um Toronto, offensive firepower by the way. I think we would see a next level of McDavid. But to say that Edmonton Oilers are limiting his capabilities... Like he could put up Gretzky numbers if he had some better players around him. Nobody's going to put up Gretzky numbers. You never know. Those the guy's that good. No, Gretzky was on another level compared to all of his competition. Yeah. I think he's too good, too. I think he's too good to get dragged down by the dirtbag Oilers. He's um, still fantastic. I think, though, that his... Numbers could end up human-like if they continue to be how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, because right now he's really good. He's super good. But maybe they'll come down a bit because of how bad the Oilers are or just the lack of talent around him. Um, I mean, I, I truly think that they're wasting the best player in the world. They're wasting him. Wasting him on what, though? The, dude, you want to compete you want to be in the playoffs. You want to win when you have the best player in the world. They're not doing that right now. I think, put it this way, if they're in the playoff dis- discussion at the end of the year, it's all because of him. 
Yeah, Connor same, McDavid is going to take them there. same thing but with um, if they want to be in a Stanley Cup discussion, it's what they put around him. And right now it's not there. Yes, maybe Connor McDavid can bring you to the playoffs. But if you don't surround him with some better players, you're never going to get through the playoffs. But they have Lucic, man. <laughs> hey, I'm so telling you. Good. They do have some good players, but it's just the <laughs> back end like I just feel like they this they just haven't met like yeah. You finish at the bottom that long and you still haven't managed to put together a strong core of players. It's just something is up there. They're coming. They're coming up. They are they're starting to know. slowly put together, but I, they're still maybe a little they bit away. Maybe wrong. Maybe after I talk this nonsense all of a sudden the Oilers are going to end up in contention again. But I still believe whether they make the playoffs or not, they'll make the playoffs because of how good Connor McDavid is. But they're not going to get through it unless they surround him with better players. And like I said, right now, I just don't see it there. And they could possibly be wasting the best player in the world. Yeah, it's kind of like Taylor Hall, what Taylor Hall did last year. That's what I mean. Look at him. You put him on a better team. The guy went insane. Yeah, well, he literally brought them to the promised land last year. Yeah, but no, they had a pretty decent team. I mean, a lot of guys. Dude, defense, he went, he went on better. a tear. He did, he did, he did. I'm not going to, yeah, like he, <laughs> the How nearest many guy to him, point yeah, streak? Like his, the nearest guy to him wasn't even close. I not get terrible, it. sorry. But the defense was pretty good. The goaltending was pretty good. Something they were solid. That, something that Edmonton hasn't really had. They were solid. That's been the issue with them. Like they need some better wingers and, their defense and goaltending needs to be consistent. That hasn't happened. They just don't have that core, that one, two solid defense pair. Like, who is it there? Is it Adam Larson? No, he hasn't really been the guy. Is it Clef Bomb? Like, who are who is the guy there? Yeah. Who is their Shea Weber? Well, there's not very who many. Who is their Roman Polak? Whoa. <laughs> That's brutal. Um now another thing, another storyline, I guess. You know, the the Vegas Golden Knights—they're four and four on the season. Mm-hmm. Something that probably we could have seen happen last year. Is is this the real Golden Lights? Golden, golden Lights? lights? <laughs> is that the real Golden Lights? Is no? Is it the go- Is this the real it's Golden the Peaky Blinders? <laughs> or can you know? Can they be the same team they were last year? Is what I'm trying to ask you. Man, I or said is it. Is this who they are? I said it last year. Um, at the beginning of the year, and then when they started to play well, I thought they played out of their shoes. The hype around them, the excitement of a new team, everything, all that jazz, that's what we saw with the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, don't get me wrong, I still think the Golden Knights, they're a good team. I don't think they're as good as they played last year, but... I think they're going to be a brink playoff team this year. And if they do make playoffs, then you're in trouble. Because anytime you have a guy like Marc-Andre Fleury in net who's going to steal you playoff games like he did last year, then I think they can do damage if they do make playoffs. But I don't think season-wise they will be yeah. doing as well as they did. And I think that it's kind of like a hangover. It, it it's tough. You know, another thing that I think is underrated is it's tough to get all the way there and not win. Yeah, you know that must. It's hard to get remotivated again after you're all the way there and you realize how long the season is and how much of a grind it is and how far you are away from that goal again. Yeah. I think that's very hard. Um, but another thing too that I look at is I think Vegas. They think they improved by picking up Stasny, who by the way is out for like two months. Yeah, Pacioretty. Tough loss. You know, Pacioretty. Hasn't scored. Since. He hasn't been good. I mean, <laughs> I said it when the trade happened. I don't think I never thought that patches fits the style of play in Vegas. No, I think they'll find a way to involve him. But I mean, they did not get younger and faster. You know, what I mean, they got Stasny and and Pacioretty. I don't think those are the kind of players that that suit their style. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely think they overachieved. Um, they had guys performing way above their pay grade last year. Like mm-hmm. way above, like William Carlson. I like I don't even know what a shooting percentage was. But it was through the roof. It was way inflated. Yeah, like you know what I mean. And like I think what happened is the water boiled there in Vegas, and now it's starting to settle. Yeah, you know, make your tea, make your tea quick because pretty soon it's gonna be iced tea. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I hated iced tea. <laughs> and you know, I I don't think they're gonna go down to full expansion team mode. No, but they're definitely not going to be the powerhouse they once were. I agree with your statement as well. Maybe they're going to be that fringe playoff team, but I I feel like be the Cinderella. I feel like it's starting to look like the real Vegas again. It's like the shtick is up. 
The shtick. And also, remember, Buddy got uh, suspended for PEDs, too. So, you know, <laughs> I don't know if they were sharing the bottles of all the guys are sharing. Yeah, the, the PEDs are gone now. So their plug's so, gone. I don't know. You know, something's very The masking fishy. agent stopped working. One guy got caught. He took the fall. Now everybody now had to everybody give it up cold turkey. So they're withdrawal symptoms. So they're not playing very well. I don't know. We're totally kidding. All right. Uh, so it's time for some uh, fantasy <laughs> hockey. Okay, no, that's not the end of the show. It's time for <laughs> fantasy <laughs> hockey update. All right, guys. So we have some good matchups this week in fantasy. So my team grabbed my P.E.K.K.A. against Hellborn Habitant. I am winning 6-1. Team Domination. You got to say the last week who won. You want me to say last week? Yeah, this week we don't have to say till next week. Okay, fair enough. It was the last week. Okay. So, see, but this is why I didn't do it. Because last week, grab my P.E.K.K.A. Lost to (laughs) Team Domination 8-4. How you drew in ended up beating you, Lewis, 7-5. I know, man, I know. Um, I'm off to a bad side. Alsner's is performing like Alsner. Yeah. Um, Hellborn Habitant is... Beat not is beat Max Stroh World seven six. I know what I'm drewing. Beat Montreal Rehabs eight two. Rags to Riche beat Bergie's fourth liners eight two. Pros, pra, pasta Primovera ended up beating Attitude Era seven four. Girl Lafleur kissed her cousin with a tie against Forever <laughs> Canadians. Six six, you know. You never heard that term? No. Like, oh, we tied. Oh, I'd rather kiss my cousin or something. I don't know. It was some no. some weird like that. No man. It was something weird like that. I skipped that class. It wasn't a class, man. It was sports. Whatever. Ties are worse than kissing your cousin. Okay. That's the term. Cool. So that's the. <laughs> do you want the actual? Do you want the new? No, no, no. Right we'll, we'll say that next year. So I Next mean, year? <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we're packing it in. <laughs> next week. Fantasy League's done. Next year we'll talk about it, okay, guys? <laughs> next week. <laughs> All right, you know what time it is now, Gibby. What time is it, Lewis? Ooh, weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. Weekly Sports Picks. All right, so hit What's it, up? Gibby. All right. Um, well... Last week I uh, lost. I went one and one on the on the, on last week's picks. Uh, Boston ended up losing. No, Boston won. What? I was wrong with the Boston pick. <laughs> I was wrong with the with the. I ended up getting the St. Louis against Toronto pick right. My new picks are Los Angeles versus Mini Pop. I'm taking Mini Pop three two. I had a little brain fart there. Saturday, I'm taking Chicago versus St. Louis. I'm taking St. Louis 4-1. What are your picks? Or do you want me to read Lizzie's? Oh, Lizzie's. You could do Lizzie's, yeah. Okay, so Lizzie ended up going 0-2 last week. Wah, wah, wah. That's, that's perfect for us. That. Floodgates that. have opened. Her new picks are on Saturday, uh, Tampa versus Arizona. She's taking Tampa 3-1. She's taking the St. Louis versus Chicago game as well. She's taking St. Louis 5-2. So she handcuffed me there. So it's either we're both wrong or both right. By the way, she's taking some easy picks here. Okay, let's be realistic here. Tampa <laughs> versus to, Arizona. She'll be back next week. Yeah, we're going to have to have a talk, a little chit-chat with her. Hey, Arizona's been pretty good, though. Come on. Um, I'm taking yeah. a game tomorrow. I'm taking Nashville to beat New Jersey in Jersey. Lewis went 1-1 one one last week, by the way. Yeah, what was my uh, thing? Do you know? What? My picks. Uh, you got Washington, Florida wrong. Uh, Florida ended up winning. You got uh, Vegas, Anaheim, right? Vegas won. All right. So Nashville, New Jersey. I got Nashville upsetting New Jersey tomorrow. That's Thursday game. And then also on Saturday, I got Philly winning at home okay. against what's, the Islanders. What's the score? Uh, oh, I didn't choose the score for the last one, right? We'll take a guess. So I'm going to put 4-2 uh, okay. for Philly. And then for the Thursday game, Nashville against Jersey is going to be 5-2. Okay, fair enough. Now, so far in the season, your boy Gibby is 3-5. and five. Nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sh- write home about. Lewis is a solid 4-4. Four and four. And Lizzie running away with it. 5-3. and three. Not really. <laughs> no, one Lewis away. Is one, one away. away. One away. I'm, I'm coming. Two games back. Lewis is one game back. Lizzie, we coming for you. I'm coming. And, uh... <laughs> 
yeah. So anyway, make sure you uh, visit allhabs.net. Find all of our content there. Yes. Uh, listen to all the other podcasts that we have to offer. Habs Unfiltered has a new episode. They come every, uh, bi-weekly. Um, Rick Stevens and... Um, Amy. And, no, Amy have uh, From the Press Box. Mm-hmm. That uh, comes out every Tuesday night. And then also you have the Canadians Connection live on Saturdays. Yes. That's a good one, too. Very interactive. Very good podcast. Mm -hmm. And then there's us every Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, sometimes depending on the schedule. Whenever. It comes out once a week. Listen. That's all you got to know. Lewis and I, we have... And Lizzie sometimes. And Lizzie. And sometimes Lizzie. Like this week, she was supposed to be on. But listen, we all have our own personal lives to... Sometimes we got to switch things up. It is when you gotta go, is. you gotta go. When you gotta go, you gotta go. You know. And she's enjoying the wonderful city of Buffalo. Like yeah, I she's would, n- I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> she's eating some quality, extra hot buffalo wings, wings and Gallerita Mall sweet potato fries with some chipotle riding sauce. a tractor. Oh man, Uber tractor over there. Lizzie is living life. She's probably walking through an abandoned warehouse, just enjoying the scenery. Amazing. Beautiful, beautiful scenery there. All right, that's all for us. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. See y'all later. Bye, have a great time.